0: Good morning, Roxy Soxy. Good afternoon, Tam Tam. I'll have you know that I have made this recording by the skin of my teeth today. Oh, thanks you did. To, you did. To, yes, you know, I did. You know, I was like, okay, I am going to make it happen because I've been solo parenting this whole week. Thanks to my husband going out of town the first week of school when everything uh, about our schedule does changes. That? Who does Who that? Does that? Who does and I'm that? actually
2: surprised you made it on time because normally you have to. Because you tell me you pee, you have to pee every two seconds. Yes. <laughs> so I'm surprised you didn't like have to pee and then be <clears throat> late and have to yes. pee before wet the pants a little bit. But you know what? It's um I'm wetting my pants over this next guest, but I'm not oh. going to. Enjoy- just yet because I'm gonna get the anticipation high <laughs> oh it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good
0: one there's like controversy there's a lot of good stuff to talk about with them so I know I know I'm first excited. I have to ask a
2: question um yeah because that gala just uh Ooh, uh-huh. just happened mm-hmm. and I thought that some of the costumes were incredible and then there was some that I was like is Kim Kardashian pulling a Banksy type like you know what I wished she had done oh. she sh- I wish she'd showed up and then literally got a picture of her like eating ice cream at home being like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't even me i that i think would have been the best thing
0: that yeah. would have been the best the best okay who did you think was dressed the best because i have like my picks and i'm thinking for me i thought amon fucking stole the show because she yeah. was like the queen i mean she just came in there and fucking you know what it.
2: I, my last, my night last night was putting, um, a suppository at my kid's butt. So I didn't, um, have that much time to be thinking of the Met Gala. Um, and actually I was actually quite surprised at how fast those things go up there. I was like, Oh, this is genius. Um, but I do think that, um, I loved, uh, that red dress on Carly.
0: Yes. uh, the Yeah. The Carolina Herrera, that was a good one. Yeah, that was beautiful. I mean, suppositories in, and Met Gala. I, know. I mean, Does that Since have anything to So hand in it? yeah, which
2: which place would I rather be? um Probably putting a <laughs> suppository up my kid's butt is probably uh, yes. No, you Tammen, Knowing you, yes, you're like I, the Larkin. whole time I was just like these things are designed really great. You know, it really did go up really fast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, and on that note, we are going to who 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 do we
0: have on today? Oh Rox? my God! Well, this person has been in the public eye for quite some time now a long time Um, yeah a long time he really kind of helped start the whole celebrity gossip like blogging movement like Mm -hmm. right when it started like around 2005 like that era Mm -hmm. self-proclaimed queen of all media at one point Mm -hmm. like doing mm-hmm. all the things and he definitely does not meant words so it's always right to have a guest on like that that will just speak i'm nervous mind. i know i know <laughs> i was a little so nervous good. before the
2: interview i was like oh god like what if he says something like what if he doesn't like me you know what if like i would You'll think know. that i'm so famous that he'd write about me he would definitely not write about me like who gives a fuck um but i'm like in my head going oh my gosh like what what if he what if he says something salacious um but anyway we have perez hilton <laughs> on Yay, Perez. Welcome, Hello, welcome. thank
1: you for having me on. And yes, I've been doing what I do a very long time. But I think <laughs> I have grown and changed, matured, evolved. I mean, on my podcast this week, I got into a heated discussion mm-hmm. with my co-host because we were talking about Charlie Sheen and right. how he is now looking after his 17-year-old daughter who dropped out of high school and did not like living with their their the mom Denise Richards Mm -hmm. and my podcast co-host called Charlie Sheen a hot mess and I said we don't say hot mess anymore and he and he's like who's we why not I'm like well okay fine I don't say hot mess anymore and he's like well whatever I'm calling Charlie Sheen a hot mess and I think I just you know, not everybody gets to a place where they have more empathy. Mm. Not everybody gets to a place where they realize you shouldn't say everything that you're thinking. Right. I mean, <laughs> Donald. So my Trump, husband
2: says to me, "Do yeah, not say everything that you think." <laughs>
1: yeah, Donald Trump never changed, and he got elected all the way into the White yeah. House. Yeah. Uh, so, so why yeah.
2: do you why do you think the change? You know, like you know, I I on a smaller scale, when I had kids, I, you know, in my own relationship with my husband, I'm like, you know, I need to change and deal with my own trauma and deal with my own shit and my own things that have shaped me as an individual. So when did the change happen and why did it happen?
1: The change happened a while ago. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's become apparent to me in 2021 is no matter how much I have changed and continue to change in the eyes of many to most, Mm -hmm. I am irredeemable. Mm -hmm. And I've accepted that, Mm -hmm. which is why I've let go Mm -hmm. of any hope of anything really (laughs) like, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for example, you know, cancel culture is this big hot topic. it talks about cancel Mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been canceled so many times. And Um, you still
2: come back. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But but I've always, I've always hoped, you know, maybe there is that TV show out there for me that can turn everything around, Mm. but I know it's most likely not going to happen because Mm. of my past. Because if a network ever announced a show with Perez Hilton, as soon as that were to be announced, all of these receipts from my past would start surfacing Mm -hmm. and everybody would try to get that show canceled before it even aired. Even though, as you mentioned, um, or you asked about the change, Mm -hmm. I've made this change now for 11 years. Right. What prompted it for me was truly the realization that the talking points, can we curse on your podcast? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The bullshit I kept telling myself Mm. was just that. It was bullshit. I -hmm. kept telling myself things like, well, I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. Or if somebody doesn't like what I'm saying, they shouldn't read my website or they shouldn't pay attention to me. Or, um, you know, my friends and I say this in private. Well, you know, why shouldn't I say it in public? Or it's just the character. It's not the real me. If people don't like Perez, it doesn't bother me. But then I, I woke up one day and I'm like, well, it was more than just waking up. It was an actual situation that happened that made me realize no, I have to take accountability. Mm-hmm. It is me doing these things. And mm-hmm. the, the I'll try to be as brief as possible. What ended up in the fall of 2010 there was a rash of young LGBTQ youth taking their own lives, that died by suicide. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I had never seen anything before that time, nor since then, the sheer volume. It was in a span of two months, over 20 youths in America that identified as LGBTQ died by suicide. So this journalist named Dan Savage created this very simple concept, a campaign called It Gets Better, which was older folks making videos talking directly to young people
0: Mm -hmm. with the
1: concept of it gets better and trying to inspire them. So because my job is to know what's going on and be plugged in, I found out about that campaign the day it launched. I think I must've gotten a press release So Mm -hmm. I made a video right away. I think I was the first public figure personality to make an It Gets Better video. And I thought in this moment of darkness, I'm doing something positive. Mm -hmm. But the response that I got shook me to my core. Mm -hmm. I thought I was doing something positive, but almost every single comment was, How dare you make an It Gets Better video? Mm. You're part of the problem. You're a hypocrite, you're a bully. And that was my Oprah moment. Mm. Uh, I love Oprah and I will sit down and watch and rewatch the very last episode of the Oprah Winfrey show Mm. at least once a year not mm-hmm. where they said goodbye to her at the united center and beyonce performed it was the sh- the show immediately after that where mm-hmm. it was just her standing in front of the studio audience sh- like giving the master class of master classes mm-hmm. speaking and sharing everything that she'd learned in her life up, up until that point and oprah said just listen mm-hmm. the universe mm-hmm. god whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it has the answers for you, your heart, your intuition, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And if you don't listen, the universe or God will speak louder
2: and right. it'll keep speaking louder. Mm-hmm. It'll and eventually, you you still and, see, yep, exactly
1: yep. that's what she said. Makes gonna cry. Oh, it's so true. Eventually, mm-hmm. if you keep ignoring it, it's going to smack you upside the head. Mm-hmm. You must have watched that episode. Yes, I did. Yes, I and did. and that was my Oprah moment. That was the universe smacking me upside the head and saying, wake up and stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it's not like I reinvented the, the wheel. I just put new rims on it, you know, like mm-hmm. I and what's also not sad, you know, that a lot of people, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm. I still share mine. But even just the nature of what I, I do for a living, even though I do it differently than before, mm. people look down upon that people judge me. There's an element of snobbery, an element of just like, get your own life.
2: Why are you talking about celebrities? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I love what I do. I have one, I have one question because I was bullied a lot as a kid and it took me a long time to realize that it took me a long time to realize that those people who were saying snide things were probably dealing with a lot in their own personal lives mm-hmm. was there anything that is not that come, did you uh, no 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 absolutely yeah. not but was there something that had happened to you as you grew up that was so painful that in a way you were deflecting it onto other people because you had your own sense oh of yes. shame or vulnerability or pain or whatever that was did it come from somewhere
1: yes and I, I released my memoir last Mm -hmm. year, it came out in October, Mm -hmm. but I almost wish that I would have written it this year Mm -hmm. because not just for me, but probably for the majority of the world, 2020 was a very difficult year, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but that year um, was also the continuation of a very difficult 2019 as well. You know, my mother's boyfriend, had cancer he lived with us was her long-term boyfriend of a decade and a half he ended up dying of cancer Mm -hmm. and then my mom also got cancer (laughs) and thankfully recovered and is you know totally fine now Um, you know, I did not handle 2019. Well, if anybody who follows me remembers that's the year I got a hair transplant, which I'm happy about, (laughs) (laughs) um, that's also the year I started to dye my beard, all sorts of crazy colors. (laughs) I gained a ton of weight. I started to have develop a spending problem. I went on six vacations in six months because I just did not want to be present in my life. Um, so then that happened and then 2020 happened mm. and I was, I, I'm like judging myself and like, mm. um, I don't want anybody listening or watching now thinking that I want and asking and looking for sympathy. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest and sharing my story. You know, there were at points where I wouldn't say I was suicidal last Mm -hmm. year, but I was having suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference there. I was having suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts, but I don't think I was suicidal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had a huge, very public, and um, I'm learning to be more compassionate with myself. Old (laughs) me would have said embarrassing. Right. I'm not going to say embarrassing public meltdown, but I had, (laughs) you know, um, an emotional break at the end of 2020 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that was actually a wonderful thing because it pushed me back into therapy Mm -hmm. and I've been in therapy Mm -hmm. every single week since then and I've gotten so much more insight into my life so I'm a talker I apologize to answer your question therapy has Mm -hmm. helped me see that so much almost all of the decisions in my life have really stemmed from this place of me feeling a great injustice done to Mm me Mm -hmm. when I was young. And that injustice was my grandfather dying when I was 14 years old. And then seven days later, my dad dying unexpectedly of an aneurysm Mm. and I don't just have more compassion with myself. I also have a lot of compassion for my mother Mm. because while I think, okay, I would have handled the situation differently. She was just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. She was just trying to survive because she loved my dad so much. Um, So, you know, I never went to therapy at 14 and I didn't even talk about it. We don't, I come from a Cuban family, Latinos are very anti-therapy and they're not even ones to talk about their feelings. So what Mm -hmm. I did was I drowned myself into this imaginary world, which was pre-internet because I did not have a computer and -hmm. that imaginary world for me was show business. It was television. I would watch unhealthy amounts of TV every day and almost was not present in my Mm -hmm. life. So mm. that also, from my father's death to then TV being my escape, mm. all of that really helped shape and form who Perez <laughs> Hilton ultimately became. And last year, I don't know if you watched, but I made like a cameo, uh, I'm a Celebrity, <laughs> Get Me Out of Here, Australia. I know,
2: my mom told me. <laughs> and, um, she even texted me last night. She's like, ask him about Get Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> I was only on for a
1: week, thankfully. But... Mm. Before I even got into the jungle, it was an intense experience in a good way, meaning they really take mental health seriously. So I had to take a bunch of questionnaires where they try to figure out your personality. And then I had to, before I even got to the jungle, speak to one of their therapists. Then when I got to the jungle before entering, speak to that therapist again. And he's like, I'm looking at your personality test and you know, you're know you really big on injustice. And I'm like, yeah, I think I am, you know, when I was younger and I guess I haven't changed that much, but I think how I advocate for injustice has changed. But my feeling about injustice hasn't changed. Uh, When I was younger, I think maybe like a lot of people, I. Used to see the world in black or white. Mm-hmm, I yeah. didn't understand that there was a lot of gray, and I didn't understand that we don't know everything. you know? Mm-hmm. Only the people experiencing something know everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I used to one of the bullshit talking points that I had <laughs> when I was younger, when I was Perez, I would say, "Well, I'm just shining the light, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm shining
1: the light on mm-hmm. celebrities behaving badly. And I'm shining the light on those that get it right as well. But it really wasn't a light. I was kind of wielding a sword Mm -hmm. and a sword can be a very dangerous weapon and Mm -hmm. it hurt people in the past. And I do deeply regret that. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, it's interesting. You're talking about regret um, now too, because you're also a father of three and um, I wonder how that, if that has changed your perspective at all, especially looking back now and, you know, after being in therapy and sort of like making a bit of a shift in your direction, like, do you now sort of being a dad, like place yourself, like think about your kids, like being in that position and being like, you know, if somebody had been saying those things about somebody, your they your kids, like how you would feel like it, does that sort of shift things for you now being a parent or is that. Is it just the same?
1: No, because mm-hmm. I decided to make the change before I had mm-hmm. children. Right. My firstborn um, didn't come into this planet until 2013. Mm-hmm. And that whole incident with the It Gets Better campaign mm-hmm. was in the fall of 2010. Mm-hmm. And actually, I had been thinking of making a change prior to that. Mm-hmm. And what my takeaway was, you know, for about a year and a half leading up to that, I began this journey of being a healthier person. Mm-hmm. I used to be extremely overweight. Mm-hmm. And then I got healthier. And for me, I found that there is a direct correlation between healthier and happier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, not that, I, not that I was unhappy before, mm-hmm. but I was happier. Being healthier, it's the and brain I was having gut connection yeah, it's I was having yeah. happier thoughts, and mm-hmm. I was having different thoughts. But I was paralyzed—not paralyzed, well, yeah, kind of paralyzed. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. paralyzed by fear mm-hmm. into making changes on my website because I thought, "Wow, I've been doing this as Perez for so mm-hmm. many years now. If I all of a sudden change things, how will people respond to that?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just kept the status quo until that breaking point mm-hmm. until that Oprah smack you upside the head mm-hmm. moment where mm-hmm. that really pushed me to change.
0: Do your kids know, um, sort of the, the, the direction and like the kind of journey
1: your, uh, your career has been like, do they know? Sort That's of a great st- question. Yeah, they, I, I've, pre- I've had conversations with them about people not liking me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm but I haven't really expl- ex- explained too much about the past or given examples. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just focused on the now. I'm like, you know, a lot of people don't like your dad and that's okay because mm-hmm. they don't know me. You guys mm-hmm. know me and mm-hmm. I'm a pretty good dad, right? So <laughs> know, I, I, I believe in always being honest with your kids and mm-hmm. having age appropriate conversations. Mm-hmm. And we've done that with regards to not just my public perception, but also how they came to be, you know, how I had Mm -hmm. them and, Mm -hmm. um, me looking for love and they know I'm gay. And there's like so many conversations to be had with children. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love my kids and I don't ever want them to feel like I kept things hidden from them or I was deceitful in any way.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do believe that people change. I do believe that apologies are important and necessary and can evoke positive movement in the right direction i'm afraid of cancel cancel culture because it doesn't give any room for growth and it doesn't give any room for open conversations and looking at other people's opinions through their own personal lens of where they've been like where they've come from and where why they do the things that they do. And that's why it was important to get you on this show because, yeah, there were a few people who were like, well, I'm such an anti-bullying advocate. And they're like, well, why get him on the show? And I said, because I believe in the human experience of of growth. I really do. Well, you have and, a very
1: big heart. I don't. Think and it scares
2: me, though. I, I, I forgive the people that bullied me because I know mm. that they came from a really shitty background. And I believe that they were, you know, unhappiness is the fastest pipeline to hate. I believe that they weren't happy. And so I was just in the way, right? And so for me, it's like, I think cancer culture just stops all those conversations from mm-hmm. having ha- happening and also stops any growth. So what do you feel when it comes to cancer culture? And do you think there is a way that you can come back with a vengeance in, in in probably the most authentic way that was you probably from the beginning? Mm.
1: I, okay, those are several great questions. <laughs> several,
2: start- <laughs> I know I asked. You- <laughs> um, I'll, <start>,
1: like- <laughs> I'll start with the latter. No, this is something that I've talked about with therapy, in therapy. I, I, I truly believe that people are more willing to forgive because they can understand it more. Mm. They're more willing to forgive a drug addict who stole from family and friends to have money to buy drugs and they're willing mm-hmm. to forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I would forgive. Well, I would because I'm me and now I understand mm-hmm. what it's like to um, mm-hmm. have people feel this way to to me. So I would forgive me, but I understand people thinking he's irredeemable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be nice, but I don't think that's gonna happen that people will be able to let me Evolve and grow because they want to keep me in this prison cell oh. that is the past. I don't live have- there anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. And have you apologized to those people? Or oh, have yeah, you? Both, both okay, publicly
1: and privately, mm-hmm. numerous times. And I'm not a um, Kevin Hart. If people feel, if people are reminded about something, mm-hmm. even if I've already apologized, mm-hmm. if people, didn't pay attention to my initial apology, or if what I said brings up new pain and hurt and suffering for other people, not even the person that I said that about, I'll apologize again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I will continue to have to apologize until I'm dead. Mm-hmm. But I, I tell my therapist, you know, even if I believe mm-hmm. I gave away every single dollar I have earned. Mm-hmm that would still not be enough for people. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, okay, that's nice. And that doesn't erase his past. That's nice, and he's still a douchebag. Or what an idiot, Mm -hmm. he gave away all his money. Like, (laughs) I really think there's no, not that I'm trying to win, but there's just, I'm in a a lose, 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 lose situation. Mm -hmm. So that was the latter. The former of your question, and I won't take credit for this, Because I believe in giving credit where credit is due. Last year, Nick Cannon, the um, TV personality, Mm -hmm. was in an unfortunate incident where he said some hurtful words uh, uh, that the Jewish community found uh, very unpleasant. And the first course of action for so many, including his then employer MTV, was cancellation. Mm-hmm. He literally got fired as host and executive producer of his Ooh. TV show, Wild and Out. In the wake of that, he apologized. He, he met with people and he gave an interview where he said something that really resonated with me mm-hmm. that aligns with something that you said, but I don't think we as a, as a world or society are there yet. And that is mm-hmm. council culture not cancel culture. And what's also, you know, I'm old, as we said at the very beginning of this, (laughs) and one of the big differences about life and my job now and, and social media and how people consume things is that many people now consume political news The way that they used to entertainment news Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and for many canceling somebody is a form of entertainment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like that's their their go-to that's their first and i'm i walk the walk i talk the talk i'm pretty consistent on this topic i think it was earlier this year also there was this journalist who was hired as the new editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue magazine Mm -hmm. and some old tweets of hers resurfaced and everybody's first course of action, cancel her, cancel her, Mm -hmm. fire her. She ended up resigning, but I don't think that's what should have happened, especially because A, that happened such a long time ago. Right? Like, Are we gonna keep making people pay for things they did When is
0: it enough? You know, like when is it enough? Because everybody has said something that has offended somebody at some point in their (laughs) lives. And And it's like, we're lucky that we weren't on social media maybe at that time, or it wasn't in print at that time, or whatever the reason is. But at some point, everybody's going to get canceled at this, you know? And there's so much
1: hypocrisy as Mm -hmm. well, because, you know, like let's take Britney Spears, for example. Mm -hmm. There's been a big public shift in consciousness towards her and the treatment of her in the past from the media and people like myself, Mm -hmm. which I regret immensely and carry deep shame over. And while people now say, oh, she got the short end of the stick and it was so bad. and We need to treat Britney better. So many of those same people then last year were talking shit about Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Kanye West in 2020 Mm -hmm. had many very public incidents, Mm -hmm. episodes, and Mm -hmm. the majority of people, non famous and famous people, Mm -hmm. were not talking about Kanye and leading with empathy or compassion Mm -hmm. and understanding. They were cruel, mean, nasty, judgmental, hurtful about Mm -hmm. this man who was clearly struggling Mm -hmm. and going through a lot publicly. But mm-hmm. people don't
0: take mental health seriously in this country anyway. Well, you when know, it looks
2: it's... a different way, I think mm-hmm. if like they, they take it seriously if it looks like you're sitting there and crying and what they can understand mental Ooh. health should look like. But if it comes across as bullying or aggression mm-hmm. or, um, you know, what if it doesn't look in their perfect box of what they think mental mm-hmm. health looks like, then they're not willing to get on board. Yeah. You know, it has to be in this neat little package of what mental health should look well, like for people to understand it.
0: Well, and, I think two people in the public eye, people are, are looking at them and expecting them to have no problems, right? And It's like, right. oh, you've got, you know, $50 million or whatever, name your number, and you've got records and you've got books and you're on TV, like you shouldn't have any problems, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like already set. So there's also not like a lot of forgiveness for mental health right. to go. You know? Or like right.
1: even the, the, the topic of substance abuse. So many people lack Mm -hmm. understanding or empathy with that. Oh, just stop taking drugs, like, Mm -hmm. or just stop drinking or, or why don't you go to rehab? Or or, or they say things like that. And it's not as simple as that. Like, do you think somebody wants to die of an overdose? Do you think somebody wants to be addicted to this or that? No, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I want to talk about bankruptcy (laughs) because we have a lot of people who ask we we have financial experts on this show and um, people ask about money all the time like no we're not experts so we get the experts in you were making a lot of money at one point Mm. and then because I I see you know celebrities who are making 200 300 million dollars and then they Mm. file for bankruptcy I I don't understand how that happens because for me I'm like just give me a little more money and I'll like put it away (laughs) but so so what happened around that time and mm. when you filed for bankruptcy and how's it different now?
1: So I filed for bankruptcy before Perez uh, mm. or like, like almost at the very beginning of my career. I wasn't really making any money mm. as Perez Hilton yet. Um, it was me dealing with my stupidity from my college days, which mm. I'll, I'll share very quickly. <laughs> the number one thing that you should never do if you do not have enough money is get a cash advance on your credit cards. That is what I did because the interest rate is just ridiculous. But I didn't have the money and I wanted to get an apartment because I didn't want to live in a dorm my Mm -hmm. senior year of college. I'm like, I want to stay in an apartment, but I need more money and all. Anyways, Mm -hmm. then eventually over the next few years, I started getting new credit cards. So I would do balance transfers to get a low interest Mm -hmm. on this new card. (laughs) And then I ended up having like 12 credit cards and they were all maxed out. And it was Mm -hmm. like, I think over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And I had no money and it's, unfortunate and I take full accountability, but I wish in school Mm -hmm. and or your parents Mm -hmm. that they helped with financial literacy. I know that my family, my mom never helped me with financial literacy. In fact, I repeated the same cycle. My mother Mm -hmm. also filed for bankruptcy Mm -hmm. years before I did. And when I have uh my children are older uh Ooh. when i have the opportunity to uh even now actually i have conversations like you know your dad works so hard to earn money mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. your dad likes to save money saving is really important yeah other <laughs> like
0: that spend now. some save some yeah. have <laughs> well, you guys had the talk to- so you've you've not started the talk yet with your kids Tammin, have you, have you started like about money? Talking, yeah. About money, about. Oh like yeah. So my daughter has a little and-
2: modeling job. And so, um, when, when my daughter's in, uh, my social media campaigns or any of them are in, we put a little, we put some money into their accounts for that. Cause you know. So they were working. Mm-hmm. And then when they have their own jobs, then we put the full amount into their accounts. And then we say to Phoenix, my older who's eight, that she can spend if she makes like 300 dollars she can spend $150. And then the $150 we save. So we're trying to teach wow, her. Oh, she gets to spend $150. <laughs> yeah, I <bucks>. <laughs> well, I feel like I spend it anyway out of my own money for her. So now she has to work for it. Tell her <laughs> not absolutely. to tell,
0: tell her not to tell my daughter, because my daughter's working for like a dollar a day doing chores. <laughs> well, she, well, 50. yeah, she's
2: doing like a little can't like a catalog thing or whatever. So I was like, yeah, it's your money. She wanted to do it. It is
0: important though to start them young and like really getting them the, you know, into the idea of saving and, you know, Mm -hmm. investing later on and knowing the money because they're all fortunate, you know, like they shouldn't
1: think that money's that easy to come by. One of my favorite talking points when it Mm -hmm. comes to financial literacy that I love to stress to people is we need to reprogram our brains because I know that, you know, at my age, when I was growing up, I used to hear this one slogan or term all the time. And that was live within your means, live within your means. That's what was taught to us. But no, do not live within your means live below your Mm -hmm. means Mm. that is what needs to be taught because Mm -hmm. yes you can afford that new car yes you can afford three vacations a year yes you can afford that too but do you really need all of that save 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 because you never know when a global pandemic is going to happen or when you get laid off or you whatever might it might be you get sick i was i didn't want to put It out there, whatever it might happen. Like mm-hmm. most Americans, I don't know what the, the statistic is in Australia, but I would guess it's probably similar. I read mm-hmm. something and I could be off, but something like 80% of Americans don't have any money in their savings. Like they mm-hmm. live well,
2: here's the thing, thing with Australia days. they put money away for you. So when you turn a certain age, mm-hmm. if you've worked a day in your life, you get a superannuation fund we, that you we cannot, have that, t- you, we have that yeah, but like you, you, you don't even get to choose to do that. Like, no, they do it that, even if yeah, there's no choice.
1: We have that here, but most people really can't I feel like I don't
2: live. have that. <laughs> do most I people,
1: have that? Most people can't really live off Social Security yeah, when so- they're uh, retired. Plus, also our social security might be bankrupt by the time Roxy and yeah. I are retirement age. <laughs> yes,
0: it's probably highly likely. I think I read point. that.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I do fun. think Los
2: Angeles though is so much of smoke and mirrors. I know that when I first went there and I wasn't making money, I, I, I leased a like S-class Mercedes and I was living in a one bedroom apartment in the middle of like, crapsville and i was like literally driving in this stunning car because your car determines in los angeles because you don't have to have people over it determines your worth and in a way it's like well, if I put it out there, then mm-hmm. people will think I'm successful. So maybe, maybe pretending I'm successful begets success. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, that wears off, and people are just renting and leasing, and they don't have anything tangible. And then mm-hmm. you're like 40, 50 years old, and you have nothing to show for it. You know, we left Los Angeles for, and we you know, around 2020 in October, and we went around the states to just see what we could afford for a better life for our kids. And we were just shocked at how much money we were spending in Los Angeles compared to anywhere else in the States and for what we could get for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just like, you're wasting, wasting Mm -hmm. money that you don't really have.
1: Something great though, that I wish, I wish that I could have advised myself when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I do, I do mentor and give advice to a lot of young influencers and That's such a crazy, wild, volatile world where first of all, the shelf life is usually not that long and it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. But if you're blessed enough to be popping and making it as an influencer, my best advice to them, which really applies to anybody, right? If you're making a good amount of money and you wanna buy your first house, Mm -hmm. don't. Buy a duplex instead. Mm -hmm. where you live in half of it and you rent out the other half and you use that money to pay Mm -hmm. off your mortgage Mm -hmm. and you'll still be having to pay for some of it. Then in a couple of years, if you're still crushing it as an influencer, then buy your house, but keep that duplex. Duplex. Mm -hmm. Mm And all of a sudden you've got two investment properties, one of which is an income generating Mm -hmm. passive property for for you. Mm-hmm. And eventually maybe you might be able to get more of that. Like, I wish I would have done that right. when I was younger
0: mm-hmm. and I,
1: I didn't, It's but, building you know, uh, wealth.
0: yeah, you're right. It's building wealth, but also too, I think there's something to be said for like now, as I get older is like simplifying too. like, it feels good sometimes to let go of things, you know, and to not feel like I need every single like right. thing,
2: you know, and it, it, do you guys have that too? Like, is that like a thing where you're just sort of I mean, being on the road, we have, we've had three suitcases for a year, the same stuff. And yes, we do accumulate an outfit here or there, but it's been three suitcases. And I'll be honest with you, we don't use two of them. And I just thought like, yes, there were times when I'm at lunch going, oh, do people notice I'm wearing the same outfit or, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't have as all my, my, my diamond watch that I'd left back in the States in storage. Like, do they care? It's just, it's. there's a great documentary called The Minimalists um, mm. on Netflix, and you watch that and you go, wow, they say that if you have 20, I don't know why it's 28 things, but if you can have 28 things mm-hmm. and you live with 28 things for a year, your happiness level goes up like 50%. Because we're so mired in, Shit. in, like in stuff. stuff yeah. And it's like, it, it actually takes over our mental health as well because we're always you know imagine just walking into a closet with your kids who are crazy and you have like two nicely ironed clean t-shirts and you just pick one of them we walk in and we go oh fuck what are they gonna wear oh god that one's not gonna she's not gonna like that one that one's itchy she's gonna fight over that one like two that your kids like and you just wear them but we buy extra stuff because we want to impress people that we don't care about yeah so like we just keep spending the money that we don't have to impress the people we don't care about and then that's i think the biggest issue especially in the states Mm mm-hmm
1: I'm just I have a question. So you've been on the road for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you homeschooling your
2: kids then? Okay, so so (laughs) 2020 was obviously there was no school for us in Los Angeles. So we did all that online. Um, And then 2021 was still homeschooled until the end of the last month for us. So we went back to Los Angeles for that last month to put her into the for the last month of school, then it was vacation break. School's only been back for two weeks. Here's the issue. In Australia, my daughter's still in first grade in Australia, but she's in grade two in second grade in the States, because they they actually have different years, how they structure it. Calendar years, right? Yeah. So what we're doing is we'll probably be back in the States at the beginning of next year and she'll go back into school. So we've got three months to play with. So what we've actually done is we have a tutor that comes over two to three hours a day that we've actually just designed a program that what she has to learn within these next three months. And then she goes to like STEM classes, Kumon math. um, uh, She goes to dance, swimming, all that stuff out here. So So I'm like, you know, and there's no COVID where we are right now in Australia in the the state that we're in. So like she's, there's no anything. Like she's living just a normal life. So Mm -hmm. look, my own um, anxiety, I'm like, oh, am I screwing her up by these three months her not going to school? But then I think- It's only
1: three months. It's three months. but And she's also
2: going to (laughs) be at the level she needs to be in for next year. That's the number Mm -hmm. one goal. So it's just been a little bit of a, you know, let's just see how it works. And I'm in Australia for work. So it's not like we're just here to- play around i had to justify it because i felt guilty
1: (laughs) that's a good excuse you know you you were talking about where else could we live i was just not just but this summer um our american summer i was in las vegas for three weeks and Mm. i think eventually we'll probably end up moving to vegas i love it really so much It's so much cheaper. Mm
2: -hmm. There's no
1: state income tax. Property Mm, tax is lower. Mm -hmm. Everything is cheaper. Everything is closer. It's a smaller city. Mm -hmm. And there's more to do. There's way more, there's constantly mm-hmm. new things. It's like, it reminds me of Manhattan, which I also love. That's where mm-hmm. I went to Scott to college, New York mm-hmm. university. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not as cold and mm-hmm. it's closer to Los Angeles. Like could still drive to LA or hop on a really quick flight if I needed to.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but that's not the universe. God hasn't told me to move to Vegas quite mm-hmm. yet.
2: Ask for a butterfly. That's what I do. Um, oh. When I was going to Australia, I said, universe, because I'm a big big believer in manifestation, I said, I need you to show me a butterfly. And I, I can't ask you to show me a butterfly. That's just like a random shitty butterfly flying around. Like I need you to really make it a thing, like really need to make it a statement. Okay. <laughs> and I said this every single day for about two weeks. I was like, show me a butterfly. Should I go to Australia? Should I do this job? I'm like up, 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 upheaval of taking all my kids. Like, what should I do? Three weeks after I'd said that I was sitting on my porch of the place we are staying at. And my two-year-old runs and she goes, mommy, mommy. And she's never said this word. She goes, a butterfly, a big butterfly. I run out and there's like a school of butterflies just like flying around each other. And I was like, that's my sign. And I, Mm -hmm. we booked the flight and we came here. I just, I I believe in signs, but it's only if you ask and only if you look for them Mm -hmm. and they have to, you have to ask for them in a big way. You can't Mm -hmm. just say like, yeah, I mean, show me about these butterflies everywhere, you know, like make it a statement.
0: And you have to be consistent with it too, right? I mean, this is like yeah. something you ask for repeating yourself, you know, day in, day out.
2: Yeah, but I've it- had the best year um, when it comes to my career that I've ever had this year. And I asked for it at the beginning of this year and I visualized it and I saw myself on set and I saw myself with the actors that I respected. And I just booked a job two weeks ago on a show that like is one of my all-time icons that I get to work with. And you have to... You almost have to, even if you don't believe it, you almost have to make yourself believe that it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. then it's you start to believe it and then it starts to happen. I totally believe that, you know, we don't even know how this, the fucking, any of this works. So why can't we just make it happen?
0: <laughs> it's a good point. You can.
2: I mean, yeah. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe like if you're thinking of someone and someone calls you, mm-hmm. I believe that's because you thought of them. Mm. And that's why I don't want to put negative stuff out too. Like when you said sickness or, Mm -hmm. you know, the big C word, I don't even want to say it.
1: What are you manifesting Perez? Well, I launched this new company. Mm -hmm. So I'm manifesting huge success for it. Oh, I should have Mm -hmm. had it next to me. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I launched a CBD company. It's called my fruit pen. And I'm very proud of it because we've worked a long time to develop it. Mm -hmm. And we work still to like make sure that all of our batches are uh, produced at the highest quality. Um, Last year, going back to how awful it was, I was trying Mm -hmm. everything possible to improve and heal and Mm self-medicate. You know, I'm not even a drinker, but last year I started drinking like every single day. Cause what
0: else was there to do? And I'm not even
1: a drinker. I went from like drinking once every two to three months to mm-hmm. drinking every single day mm-hmm. that was not cute mm-hmm. um, and, and I started trying CBD and I found this one brand because I I you know I like things for free so I think I put up <laughs> a, I think I put up an IG story mm-hmm. saying if anybody wants to send me some CBD this is my address
2: <laughs> oh
0: my god <gosh. laughs> home address I, so the, people
1: I think that but they don't say it <laughs> oh I did it I totally did it <laughs> Cause I'm cheap, you know. It's like <laughs> I, I thrive off of being cheap.
2: Saving my yeah. yeah there you go.
1: Yeah. So uh, I had a bunch of CBD and peanut brittle. I did the same thing with peanut brittle. I, asked, <laughs>
2: yes. I literally
1: asked people to send me peanut brittle. I was in a bad shape last <laughs> year. Okay.
2: <laughs> peanut oh, butter no. and CBD go hand.
1: I don't in think of,
2: I've, I done, mean, I've, I've done. I've done like I've reached out to brands and been like, hey, you know, I'd love to promote <laughs> your brand. Just oh, send no, me stuff. I've done that before. Shameless. I just
1: put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) I had a bunch of CBD sent to me last year and I'm like, eh, eh, whatever. Okay. This one's okay. Whatever. But then I found this one and I'm like, wow, this one is like the best I've ever tried. Mm. So then I had my manager reach out to them and I'm like, we need to do something different together and create a line, like an offshoot and, and, and share this with the world. Mm. Because so much of the other CBD I had tried didn't work. This one yeah. really works. What makes my true 10 different is that it's water soluble. Mm-hmm. And most all the other CBD gummies out there are not water soluble. Mm-hmm. What that means is how your body digests it, absorbs it. It's faster, it's stronger, it's to get in, it's easier. So that's enough spiel. But if you want to get some or learn I, more, please send me some. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I'm- uh, Go to my true10.com. <laughs> That's my true 10com I was going to send you some, but we cannot
2: legally send any to Australia. To Australia. You can send it well, to LA can, and- You can, can get send it to me. Now, right. my question is CBD, because I'm not good on marijuana. Like I'm really no, there's, there's not good. I know, really but like, I hate it. to feel, I don't like no. feeling, like my anxiety is like, I don't like to feel things. <laughs> like- I don't like to feel like I take a pill Mm -hmm. and then, oh my God, my, oh, my, my body starts to like descend into like nothingness. I can't stand that feeling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, I have to be very careful with how I word myself because I am co-owner of this new venture. Um, I'm not allowed legally to make any claims, but I will say that some people use CBD as alternatives to, to yeah, prescription yeah, meds yeah. And, mm-hmm. and things that you know are not natural. So mm-hmm. it's a natural alternative to other things. And mm-hmm, there's so right. many benefits to it. And it's not addictive. So that's mm-hmm. a great thing as well. I'm
0: gonna Is try it good? It. Yeah. Is it good for insomnia? Um I have very bad insomnia. Um uh,
1: uh I will say... The, <laughs> I um, will say it is.
2: <laughs> uh, I will say
1: that um, it, it, it helps me be more restful.
2: Yeah. Mm, but help word. me not fight with my husband.
1: I don't <laughs> know about that.
2: <laughs> give you like, that's a deeper your... issue that yes. you have that you need to sort out. But I feel like How if I took CV, you to yeah, it be have so have... cheap. How yeah. lucky
1: are you to have a husband, though?
2: We're, we're on therapy, like, like the, the, yeah. the hour before this, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, 15 it depends years. on the day. I'm, it, I'm trying it, to it,
1: manifest it. that as well. Not even that. Uh, I'm trying to manifest just like going out on dates. Actually, I I talked about this in therapy mm. uh, last week. My therapist is off this week because he's on vacation. So whatever, good for him. <laughs> um, I went to a concert and I like there's nothing wrong with it. Most everybody nowadays meets people through apps or online dating, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that. However, I told my therapist that I will dip my toe in that water and <laughs> open the door and try next year, next mm. year. Mm-hmm. When I ran into somebody that I know IRL in real life this Pat Benatar concert. And <laughs> I like have always had the hots for him. He's like the dream guy around my age, kind, mm-hmm. smart, involved in the arts, uh, but behind the scenes, mm-hmm. interesting, handsome, successful. So the day afterwards, I sent him a message on Facebook and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And then I told my best friend that, and he is like, you need to send the kiss emoji at the very end.
2: <gasps> and I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'll do it. I would have been a bad friend. i will be like, send the eggplant emoji. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> no, I would not hand. have given with the, the best advice. I would have been like- the wet thing and the demote like, I. but anyway, you go back to your friend who said the kiss. My friend <laughs> is like giving me
1: like flirting tips. I have no game. I have no game. Uh, so so what, what happened? Yeah. I did it, and that's kind of like you know, opening the door. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, I already opened the door by messaging him the day after the concert. But my friend's like, You need to have opened the door and be a little bit more forward. Mm. So I did, and it didn't, the conversation didn't really go my way that way, but whatever. I tried. But you know what?
2: You're opening yourself to being available for someone, right? right. You're putting it out there. I think You're you easily could find there. love. I think yeah. you could easily, that's just a missing easily. piece of the puzzle not
1: easily. I talk about that in therapy all the time. Most, just how we we started off our our wonderful chat by saying that, you know, in the eyes of many, I'm irredeemable. Mm. In the eyes of the overwhelming majority of gay men, Mm. I am loathsome. They despise me. So I'm a gay man that makes it extremely challenging to date. So it's going to take somebody very strong and Curious to get to know the real me.
2: Mm, okay, but I do. I do think that the person you're looking for probably has to have a big heart, mm-hmm. and to have a big heart, you have to understand that people fuck up and they're human, and there has to be forgiveness mm-hmm. in all of us. I mean, we're all not perfect. Yours just was in the public eye. I mean, I've done some shitty things in my life, but no one's found out about them. <laughs> And hopefully um, and, that person
1: yeah. doesn't even have social media. That would be the yeah. ideal <laughs> dream guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Who has no idea. But I mean, well, look, we're-,
1: we're can we're, know who I am, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to date somebody who's not even on social media. Yeah. That who's like a nice.
2: mathematician or something totally unrelated. Oh, hot right? Hot mathematician. Yes, Before you go, I just want to ask one question. And that is, what is your- And it doesn't have to be negative. It can be positive. But the craziest- celebrity story you've ever been like not talked about but i've ever seen in person like what is the craziest thing you've ever seen in person does not have to be negative but something that would shock people yeah Uh uh-oh i mean because i'm sure you've seen a lot the first thing that comes
1: to mind is Ne- All right, I won't say who because I don't want. Oh, we're so
0: good at guessing these.
1: <laughs> if I say who, then some people are like. Mangelina oh, Moly. Yeah. You're talking smack about mean. It. But let's just say, you know, and, 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 and I'll show you because I don't want people to think I'm single. Like in my bedroom here, I have a ton of platinum <laughs> plaques. This one is from the Jonas Brothers. Huh. That's from uh, the Ting Ting, Eric Hutchinson, Lady okay. Gaga, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, <gasps> uh, Icona Pop, oh, Amy nice. Winehouse, Adele. Oh they Adele! all sent me these. They all sent me these, and they're they're personalized. They say my name on them as um, thanks for helping them at the beginning of their careers, mm. being an uh, an important piece of the puzzle in their success. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've had relationships friendships acquaintances been I with many 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 musicians so to Mm -hmm. answer your question the wildest thing that I ever saw was a musician once who was at a rehearsal Mm -hmm. for an awards show Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't understand why they did this because there was no rush. I don't think they were about to perform or anything, but really had to urinate. <gasps> there was no bathroom. I mean, maybe there was a bathroom nearby, but for whatever reason, went to the corner of a room we were in and just urinated in the <gasps> corner of oh. the room.
2: Were they drunk or high? No. Were they? No. Are you
0: sure? They- <laughs> were they standing or sitting? squatting squatting
1: oh
2: okay well we know it's a girl oh, that- <laughs> I assumed it was a girl I think girls are dirtier than boys I'm sorry I do I do Ooh, does the name rhyme with I, I, if I say people- <laughs> you can tell us you can tell us when we stop recording I yeah. could say
1: I could say, but people will be like, "Oh, you're just you're just trying to get attention using that person's name and blah blah no, blah, you can, blah." If you blah. don't
2: feel comfortable, you can tell us. I'll as tell you.
1: you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell really us. want to know? I'll tell you.
2: We was, do want to know. You know.
1: It was Lady Gaga.
2: <gasps> that is nuts. What? Oh, that is. I I kind of assume I was like Lady Gaga or um or um, uh, Amy Winehouse.
1: Oh, I haven't. <gasps> uh, Amy Winehouse did drugs before an interview I did with her. Like, literally right before the it, bless. Like,
2: and it, Did it, you, a, did it, it affect it was, the interview or make it better? It
1: was, it was a TV interview as well. Like, she knew we were filming for a TV show.
2: Right.
1: Um, it did not make it better.
2: It did not make it oh, better, God. bless her heart. God, was, she was so talented. So talented. I know.
1: It's so a shame talented. to see what she... But that I mean, was like... Mm. I wouldn't say that's shocking mm. because yeah. you know she was in the throes of addiction and yeah, yeah. knew that. Mm-hmm. Like Lady Gaga, randomly fucking pissing. And did did her. anyone
2: say anything? Yeah, no, because people- she's it's- Lady Gaga. Right,
1: right. So-
2: and are the Jonas yeah. Brothers as good as they say they are? Like the as nice, they're
1: lovely, yes, lovely. Are. But are
2: they as pure? Because they seem very. <laughs> pure. I mean,
1: they're not pure anymore. They're all. <laughs> <my great> <laughs> <head>. <laughs>
2: And Adele,
0: I would imagine, is just as true. Oh, she's my everything.
2: Right? Is she nice? Please tell she's me lovely. she's nice. Yeah, you, You're not going to say it. anything anymore.
1: <laughs> no, I would be honest. Um, yeah.
2: She's lovely. I'm going to also yes.
1: manifest. I need to manifest also a way to get back to Australia because I do love Australia so much. Mm-hmm. So Please I need to come. somehow end up well, my
2: um, we're doing a few shows. My husband and I have a production company, so I'm working on a few shows, and he's writing some American shows, but there's one that we're probably going to do together um in australia so maybe you can come play as one of the parts yeah your husband's a
1: tv writer
2: uh he's both he's a um, film and tv writer and director and then we have a production company together and um, amazing i've directed uh some tv as well Well, i'm also
1: trying to manifest more acting i would love that
2: see you've already done it you manifested it and within two seconds you got (laughs) a job <laughs> it worked. Yeah, I'm you, it's like magic
1: <laughs> I'm supposed to be acting in something later this year which is exciting Ooh. um so yeah the, that's uh, great I, I did go to school for acting back in the day mm-hmm. did
2: you ever watch Pretty Little Liars the show that I used to work on back in the day
1: I was aware of it of course I covered it a bunch yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but I never well not even just didn't watch your show yeah I still Don't watch any television. I
2: don't I don't either, but I was wondering if that's something that you covered back in the day.
1: I know Um, we covered it a bunch, but I never watched it. And I don't like even the shows I was on, like I would never even I would watch something. I would watch my theme mm-hmm. or whatever I was on. And then <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what I do.
2: Oh my gosh. I thought no one did that. I'd just be like, okay, that was okay. That was okay. And then I move on. <laughs> yeah. It's like my line, my line. Okay. Okay. My line, my line. Okay. Yeah. My line. <laughs> <sighs> well, wow. thank you so much. You. Right. Rox?
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Perez, where can everybody find you? Cause I know you're everywhere,
1: but. So. I have my own podcast, which is uh, very different than this one. My (laughs) co-host, who's like this older straight dude, and I are like brother and sister <laughs> uh, and we we're like every week, but we talk about pop culture. So you can listen to the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or directly at Perez or watch us on YouTube on my at Perez Hilton YouTube channel. That's for the entertainment. I've got a family YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash the Perez Hilton. Of course, my website, I'm all over <laughs> social media. Oh and if you want some CBD gummies, You can get them at mytrue10.com. And because I have OCD, I made sure to buy both spellings. 10 spelled <laughs> out and 10 the number.
2: Small, so, you small, to go small. To either you, of you. You've them. been it in this cool. business for a long time. You
0: know what's up? You know what's up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It was truly thank a pleasure. So, wait, much. now you guys sing a song.
2: Oh, okay, nice well, just wait, just wait for it. Okay, now we do <laughs> our little spiel. And, guys, please follow us on Women on Top Official on Instagram
0: and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook and Women on Top Group on Clubhouse. And don't forget forget to
2: rate, subscribe, and comment. And thank you guys so much. We love you. I am Taman Sersok. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are, it's not even a song, (laughs) women on
0: On... Say it press. Come on. Ta!